Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Excuse me a moment, I'll be back in about a minute. While Graham's gone, dear listener, this scientific study has no real science base whatsoever. It's purely me being nosy and wanting to get a better understanding of what it's like to be a man on a daily basis. I don't know what it would be like to play the part of Superman, for example. However, I also don't know what it would be like to be Wonder Woman now I've thought about it. Hmm, note to self, maybe I'll investigate that further, possibly during the summer, because the outfit might be a bit chilly. Shh, he's coming. (sighs) Sorry about that. So, what's our topic for today? Glad you've asked me. Thank you for being here today, by the way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You look puzzled already. (laughs) I love it when you look puzzled. It's so much fun. (laughs) I was thinking, we've known each other for quite some time now. And I think we would call each other friends. Uh And I feel very comfortable with you. I'd like to correct you there. (laughs) We wouldn't call each other friends. I'd call you friend. You'd call me friend. We couldn't call each other friends because there's only one of us. Oh, okay. We've known each other a long time and we could call each other friends. It is a long time, isn't it? I didn't know I was that old, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel very comfortable with you. I feel I can ask you anything. Yeah, go on. I don't know where this is heading, but worryingly, if the line goes dead. (laughs) (laughs) I thought today I would ask you anything. Okay, ask me anything at all. It might be a bit difficult to explain E equals MC squared in the time we've got, but, you know. So I've never wanted to be a man. Okay. It's never been something that's ever come up. I've never had a desire to be a man, but I do know lots of men. And as a woman, I have lots of questions about being a man and I've written them down and I'd like to ask you and I'd like to start with... What's it like being a man? I think it's difficult to say what it's like being a man Mm -hmm. because I've never actually been other than a man. Okay, valid point. I guess I've benefited from the fact that men have, for a couple of hundred years at least, been seen as the decision maker and the person that knows things and does stuff. Generally, we still live in a society where if there is something difficult to be done, the man's expected to do it. And I have found if I've looked at the woman that might be with me and say, well, why don't you do it? They look as if to say, you lazy (laughs) so-and-so. You're the man, you do it. So I think there's a lot of assumptions. Being a man, I think sometimes is good often is bad. For example, Mm. our son... I feel like I've opened a wound, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, women can dress as they want. Men can't. uh... Women can choose comfortable shoes or uncomfortable shoes. Men couldn't wear stiletto high heels. People would think they were weird. And men certainly can't wear lots of colourful clothes unless they're connected with show business. So if a lot of men go out in a pink shirt, people say, you're an accountant. Because only accountants wear pink shirts. Whereas women could wear pink if they wanted to, or blue if they wanted to. It's true. But if they wear dungarees and comfortable shoes, they're obviously a plumber. (laughs) (laughs) Both men and women look at men. For example, if a man's in a dress, they say, oh, you must be Harry Styles. Or, haven't you got cold knees? Exactly. (laughs) Actually, my niece does live up in Scotland, so she probably is cold. Can I ask you, are you second or third generation man in your family? Uh, I don't understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what on earth does she mean? I've got plenty of other questions for you. So when, as a man, when you grow a beard and you get sweaty, does it go like greasy hair? You don't necessarily get sweaty because you've got a beard. I have occasionally had a beard mm-hmm. and it's not any different to having hair on the top of your head or whatever. You get used to it. But what does it. it feel like growing out of your face? Because obviously as a woman, we try and avoid that at every possible turn. But I can imagine when it's cold... If you've got a face of hair, that's probably quite nice. Unless you've been just waiting for that ideal part, like in The Greatest Showman. Showman. The Greatest Showman. (laughs) (laughs) Second generation, ladies and gentlemen. Second generation man. (laughs) And the woman, we want a bearded lady. And that Mm. lady thinks, thank goodness I didn't follow my mother's advice and buy that big pack of tweezers bargain bundle from asda's 100 tweezers for the price of 10 super tweez <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you feel it growing out of your face initially yeah there is some discomfort it's a bit weird is it itchy yeah there is a point when it gets itchy and then it stops yeah do you find things in it you know not like buried treasure but like <laughs> treasure uh, no <laughs> I've never found buried treasure. I do know people who've had beards and occasionally I do look in disbelief as they seem to think the beard is something to stop crumbs and things falling down to the table. So they use it more as a napkin. Yes. And then they don't shake the napkin out after the lunch. And you do think, I wonder how I could stop seeing this person ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I also think when you grow a beard... How do you stop it from going round your top lip and into your mouth? I guess some people have got really curly hair or something where their hair curls back. But for most people, the beard starts just a little way away from the join of the lip and the skin. And you don't have that problem. But some people do Uh, shave a tiny bit around the lip, don't they? Not many, but some people do do that. I was worried that you would end up with a teeth carpet. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It would just kind of grow down. Because I've seen some people that do have it quite long on the top lip. It gets a bit close to the mouth. And I'm thinking, oh, it's bad enough when you eat some food and you get head hair. And you're like, (coughs) you know, trying to harass your cat. (laughs) Can I uh, ask about that one? Head hair when you're eating something. What sort of (laughs) hairstyle? I mean, how long has the fringe got to allow you to... In fairness, you hope it's a head hair, but in restaurants, if it's black and it's curly, it always makes you slightly neurotic. Oh, you mean the odd (laughs) odd hair that might be on your food? I thought you meant actually you had a fringe coming down and sort of like you you could barely see through. A bit of a waterfall. No, see her. She's got the same problems. She, she's got a giant hairdo that goes over her face. How does she eat a cheese and pickle sandwich without getting hair in? How does she find it? Well, there's that too. Yeah. Maybe she sniffs it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cousin it. It's like, Start sniffing out a sandwich. Yeah, you know, masks are big business at the moment with COVID-19. It's like yeah. masks. You can put it around your neck like a scarf and just pull it up over your mouth. And in this case, the one we've just discussed, perhaps they'll yeah. have blindfolds that you just pull down to... <laughs> go over your nose and mouth now i don't know why somebody would want to be blindfolded or masked but there's a market there's always a market for anything there is facial windscreens yeah (laughs) i think we should patent that okay (laughs) so just to recap a beard doesn't go greasy no no i mean i guess if you didn't ever wash it might do eventually. Okay. But a friend of mine once said he was never washing his hair again because he'd read that after the first few weeks, it stopped getting greasy. The hair dealt with it itself. He never managed to keep a girlfriend for very long, for <laughs> for several years. We never knew why. <laughs> I'm not sure how that worked out. I didn't feel it was my place to ask him, how's your hair? Because people would think <laughs> I'd got some sort of 
fetish with my mate and his hair. It recently came out that Brad Pitt said that he doesn't shower regularly, he uses baby wipes. And it's really funny how you suddenly look at someone and they go from being an object of attraction to being an object of disgustingness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a teenage thing not washing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just as everything's kicking in hormonally and you start smelling really strongly of various things and most people mm. don't like that. Absolutely. If you're a boy and you're not washing, you find a girl who doesn't like washing, the two of you want to move to a cave Smell. in the middle of a cliff miles away from anybody else. Well, good luck to you. But most of us... That's what I say. I'm not here to judge, but good luck to you. Yes. Yeah. Right, on to my next question on being a man. When you get hair in your ears, is it itchy? No. Is it like having a small hamster that nests in your ear canal? No. Because some men get like a whole bush in there, don't they? That's um, because they don't ever tweeze them out. Mm. That's all about like having your hair cut. Some men don't have the hair cut. You know, these men that mm. have got one hair on their head and it's mm. seven foot long. That's my father, that is. <laughs> <laughs> he combs it from above his ear all the way to the other ear. And I, you look at him and you're like, you're not fooling anybody. No one looks at that one strand and goes, oh, he's got a luscious head of hair. Imagine <laughs> if you were completely bald and you shaved, but you had three foot of hair out of each ear. I mean, that would yeah. not be a good look, would it? I have seen men that literally it's like something from inside of a dog that's poking out like a tufted cloud from their ear canal. Surely that would be annoying. I think it would be. And a fire hazard. <laughs> Just thinking, I would be tempted to set fire to it after a while like it was the sort of fuse to something. That's your cruel streak. <laughs> But I suppose if there was a shortage of masks and you were on an air flight, if you had very long eyebrows, you could just comb them down and sellotape them to your cheek. That could be a fixing device for our face windscreen. Oh, it's coming together, people. Yeah, it's coming yeah. together. Right, my next question. Because you have dingly dangly bits, does it make walking a challenge? No. <laughs> Not at all. Fair enough. Because I always wonder, do you have less pocket space? You don't see men sitting down saying to the partners oh hang on i've got to sit down this is really painful i mean it's just mm. it's just not it's so difficult walking around with this extra appendage no just often wondered if it was an issue if it chafed at all but no it's good to know thank you for your concern you're very welcome i want to get under the hood of what it's like to be a man do you think man shoes are more comfortable than lady shoes i've not worn lady shoes really <laughs> you've not looked at one of jill slingbacks and thought I could squeeze into those. I bet those are airy. She's very possessive of her slingbacks. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> you know, like when you want to know if anybody's been in the house and people say in these spy films, sellotape a little strand of hair over the door and the door frame. Yeah. So if anybody comes in, the hair will snap. And when you come back, be careful. Just open the door slightly and see if the hair's still intact. Well, Jill's like that with the slingbacks. Oh, that's difficult. That makes borrowing them challenging. She can trick you. For example, I'll say, why did you super glue your slingback to the floor? Ah! <laughs> rumbled. Yeah, rumbled indeed. Mm. So, looking at ladies' shoes. They don't look comfy, do they? Some of them are ridiculous. Why on earth any creature would want their heel to be several inches above their toes I don't know. Apart from the fact they've been told it looks attractive and then it becomes, well, it is attractive. I understand why people want to wear these things. Man shoes are built for comfort. Yeah. Man shoes have got extra padding, they're cushioned, they've got arch supports, they've got all... Yeah. They're not attractive, don't get me wrong. Some of them, oh my Lord, they look like an advert for the National Trust in footwear. <laughs> but at the same time, why do men's shoes seem so much more comfortable 
than women's shoes. Men don't go for the squeeze high and pointy. Although there was a style, wasn't there, in the, I think, rock and roll days of winkle pickers. Ah, and they went yes. to a really tight point and they were soon told, bad for your feet. Women have got the choice of wearing sensible shoes, but because of their conditioning in society, they go for the unhealthy ones back. The unhealthy ones, I would argue, are in the majority in shops versus the comfortable shoe. Although saying that, Crocs, Crocs changed the world, didn't they? And so did Skechers. So maybe there's a, there's a foot comfort revolution on the way. Well, let's hope so. Do you think man pants are more comfortable than lady pants? <laughs> you keep, keep trying to trick me here, don't you? <laughs> lady pants versus man pants. Well, I think there's been a revolution in underwear in the last few years where men pants have started to become more designed for men. Very recently, you know those adverts that come up on Facebook? Yeah. These pants were rejected by Dragon's Den, but look how well we're doing because they've been designed with a pouch at the front. Because without these, men's bits start irritating all the rest of it. And I think, well, I must just be lucky then because I've never really worn pants where anything really irritates. Mm. I think both men and women have had the things where they've got really tight fitting or uncomfortable fashion underwear to show off when you're with your partner, sort of at bedtime, you think, oh, look at these. <laughs> I'm going to ask Jill about this. Look at these years. When she was like that. Oh, please, Graham, take your SpongeBob Square pants tighty whities off. It's really quite uncomfortable viewing. <laughs> That's right. All those sort of things are destined to be really uncomfortable. Do you think it's an age thing as well? As you get older, you just go, I'm going to bin the thongs, I'm going to bin the tight underpants, and I'm going more along the lines of comfort. I imagine a lot of men who perhaps put a few pounds on, oh, yeah. perhaps you wouldn't even be able to see the underwear. No, <laughs> no. There's nothing worse than a muffin top over the top of a pair of boxers, is there? No. Or in the case of my dad, he wears boxer shorts and that was never a problem, but he always wore slightly baggy boxer shorts, which was a problem because then he'd sit down and things would fall out. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh, no. Why was he I doing know. this in front of just, you? Just torture. <laughs> Absolute torture. I think it might have something to do with the fact that I'm now gay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was quite a disturbing childhood. I think at one time, men's underwear was just white underwear and it was yeah. Y fronts or similar. So there was no range. At least now there is a massive range and people make their own underwear. People make their own underwear? Well, I mean, the firms, companies, Next, and people oh. make their own range of underwear. Occasionally you get the reports saying, oh, it's really bad to wear tight underwear. So your dad's perhaps in the know there because it's important that the testes are kept cooler than the rest of the body or the sperm's not sure. So you get mm. all of those reports and you just look around and you think... Yeah, he could do with a pair of really tight, heated <laughs> underpants. <laughs> please don't let, please don't let his uh, offspring. He could just do with one that held everything in, if you ask me, Graham. <laughs> yeah, a body, tight body stocking. <laughs> just give him spanks. That would have done the job. Um, why do men spend so much time in the toilet? I'm not sure that they do. My brother's in there for days. <laughs> My other brother even takes a hot beverage in with him, and he used to take an ashtray at one point. <laughs> you know, it's proper like nesting time in there. Is there something exotic? in the toilet that men know that women don't know? Uh, take the ashtray. Did you have a little volcano in your toilet? 
No, he'd, he'd smoke and have a cup of coffee on the loo. Ah, today wasn't it the news that that man in Indonesia or somewhere had become a millionaire overnight because a meteorite came hurling through space, through the Earth's atmosphere, crashed through his guttering and went bang into his garden. Yeah. He dug it up. The exact price isn't known, but it's pretty sure it's well over a million pounds. The upside to this story is he was on the toilet when it landed or he's now excited because he can buy an indoor toilet. I'm just thinking your brother taking an ashtray and, you know, from the volcano <laughs> idea in case the volcano <laughs> erupted, he'd get some ash fresh from the volcano, you know, fresh ash, not collected after the event. Perhaps he's thinking he's taking everything in now. I mean, did he have a big net? Ready to catch the meteorites? Well, I mean, practically, with the men that I know, and I work in a lot of offices where there's been a large portion of male, the diversification is more men versus women. If you're a cleaner, you're a cleaner. Working in a Ooh. lot of offices, there's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, just come out with it, Emily. If you've cleaned a lot of offices, you say it. We used to regularly see people take a newspaper and a cup of coffee to the staff toilets. Absolutely. <laughs> In the morning, men have to shave, don't they? Yeah. Jill says, why are you so long? And I think shaving takes long because she puts her makeup on, but not in the bathroom. Blowtorch, <laughs> masonry paint, a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Angle grinder. But when you said blowtorch, I was thinking of your brother again going with the ashtray <laughs> net to carry things. Instead of a blowtorch, a blowpipe. You know, it's, it's covering the whole of the world. How big was this bathroom? Did it have plants in it? Did it, have a, did it have a little bit of tropical forest in there, rainforest? Do you know what? If it had, it might have improved the smell when he exited, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So perhaps if women do everything in the bathroom, like makeup, but a lot of women do their makeup elsewhere. Yeah, but that's ablutions. I'm talking about just straightforward toilet time. Perhaps they're reading a paper. I think they're reading War and Peace, the amount of time they're in there. Well, a friend of mine used to take the current issue of motorcycle mechanics or motorbike weekly or perhaps all of them into the toilet with him and he had three kids wife and himself so five of them and only one low oh. i think one of the favorite songs in that house was i hear you knocking <laughs> <laughs> when we visited they'd say oh no he's in the toilet and we'd go oh it's all right we don't need the toilet and they'd say well as long as you don't need it for a good two hours you're all right <laughs> you think, oh, okay my mum used to shout up the stairs to my brother if you don't come out soon, you'll get piles. <laughs> Do you ever wonder what it would be like to have a higher-pitched voice? I did feel sad when I was a kid going to teenagerhood and realised that I could no longer be part of the church choir and therefore avail myself of the free camping trips. Oh. I think voices, the more important thing, is the way you talk. Most people don't like the way they talk. If they hear a recording, they go, oh, Do I sound like that? Sometimes I'm recording someone, they'll come out and listen to it and they'll go, oh, I sound like my mother. <laughs> and you're like, well, I don't know, but perhaps your mother sounds like her mother. So is it... I like the fact that your impression made it sound the mother was highly asthmatic. <laughs> yeah. I sound like my mother. Perhaps you sound like your grandmother. Perhaps you sound like your great-grandmother. Perhaps you sound like your great-grandfather. Who knows? But does it help? As a sobbing. Um... Adam's apples. Oh, yeah. We don't have Eve's boobies. Discuss. Ridiculous to call it Adam's apple. As we've discussed before, you know, colours that are masculine. Absolute nonsense. I'm really pleased that we seem to be at a point where more women are gaining the confidence to be equal. People will be saying, why are there more women getting their jobs? What about men? And I don't really care about that, actually, if I'm stumped out. <laughs> 
if it ends up that the whole of the human race is just composed of women, well, fine. Who cares? Well, I'll tell you a secret. Don't tell anyone else this, but actually COVID was invented by women. Really? Yeah, to stamp out men. Because, of course, it impacts men more than it impacts females. So I think it's, there's definitely something there. I never knew that. Thank you. Um, do you ever look at your hairy knuckles and think, hmm, monkey? Uh, they're not really that hairy. Yeah, but you've got hairy on the back of your hands. You've got hairy hands. Lift up your hand for a moment. Monkey! <laughs> <laughs> Why did I fall for that? <laughs> when you lose your hair, yeah. where does it go? <laughs> when I did lose a lot of hair, it's astonishing because you find it's on the pillow and it's falling out. They say you lose so many strands of hair, everybody from their skin, you know, flakes of skin and hair all the time. Which is why when people say, I haven't vacuumed for a year, you think, oh. <laughs> and I don't have any carpets, but it looks like I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you think having big wrists makes the hairy knuckles look smaller? Well, I haven't really got... Yeah, it I... does. It does. And actually that arm hair, you could probably comb that down to the knuckles. <laughs> If you wanted to. At one point, I did think, oh, I'm not a real man. I've got really hairy arms, like Sean Connery was really hairy. Then there was a he fashion. Was furry. Then mm. there was a fashion where people were really hairy, men who were really hairy, that say, oh, I can't stand hair. And so men began to shave. And I remember going to a hairdresser and a man came through the hairdressers down to the basement. And the hairdresser said, he's going to have his hair taken off. And she didn't mean the toupee. She meant all his back hair and chest hair. I love hair. the fact he had to go to a dirty basement to have his back waxed. Yeah, well, that's what puzzled me. It's nothing to be ashamed of. If you want to have that done, have that done. Yeah. You do occasionally see men, you think, gosh, there is a lot of hair there. That is mm. very close to a gorilla. It upsets me when they're weighed in the pool. If there's a lot of hair on the back, down to the middle area where there's sometimes a little essence of paunch. Nobody wants hairy paunch. My next door neighbour looked like he had a gerbil nesting on the base of his spine. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, culture seems to think that that's too much. No. But they don't look at men who are absolutely shaved and think, oh, that's not natural either. Because the society, we don't like natural. Mm, it's true. So I'm not mm. thinking of having an operation on my wrists. You could just cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit cheaper. Yeah. Just just making suggestions at this point. Obviously, it's up to you. Thank you very and, much. And quite a sharp saw, but we can have a go. All right. Do men have hormones? And if you do, why don't men go mental once a month? Everybody has hormones, which is what causes teenagers who don't wash to stink. <laughs> that and they're just whiffy. And I think it's the hormones, though. It's just different hormones. But why don't men go crazy? So once a month, women are like releasing a werewolf into the wild. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised more people aren't bludgeoned to death in the presence of their mothers and sisters on a full moon. Why don't men do that so much? Perhaps women, if they were in a different society, would think there's no problem with that to express yourself. Perhaps men, uh, perhaps their hormones say things like, oh, we've got to go down the pub. It's a down the pub hormone. Mm. And they don't mind that. But women don't complain as much about the man down the pub hormone. I think you're right. Maybe the hormones are different. Maybe the hormones in me that tell me to eat half a bar of family-sized dairy milk once a month might be slightly different in your world where it might say drink 16 pints of lager and still be surprised when you're being sick in your own shoe. Yeah, I've also got the milk chocolate hormone by the way have you it's just it doesn't happen once a month it's just it's there each, <laughs> it's... Each, each waking day <laughs> <laughs> 
or as you like to call it, breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my final question of this hard-hitting podcast episode. Okay. Yorkies. Do you eat them? Yorkies? Yes, the chocolate bars that are supposed to be just for men, folk. Strange you should ask that question because, to the best of my knowledge, there are two sorts of Yorkie bar. There's the raisin and biscuit and there's the chocolate. See, I wouldn't even know that. And my wife loves Yorkies. Not as in the small dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.